care of my cat. No. What's your cat doing? He's purring really loud. Oh. Do you hear my watch? No. Okay. Now he's licking the face. Cooper's got a serious licking problem. My grandma. Wait, I don't, oh, go ahead. I don't think that's usual for cats, is it? No, some cats lick. I was going to say my grandma had a cat that liked to get up on like on your chest and put her paws on either side of your collar and then like just lick the collar. Interesting. Now, he he grabs both sides of your face like somebody like grabbing your face like they're about to kiss you. Yeah. And then just goes in. <laughs> and he just starts nonstop licking. So he's a masher. Yeah, he is. Does he do it to Julie too or just you? He mostly does it to me. He's tried it to Julie, and Julie has smacked him down. <laughs> I just I wondered if it was like a beard thing, like a texture thing. No, because he usually goes for the nose if you can. Oh, okay. But my nose is so sensitive to him now because it's like rubbing sandpaper on my nose. Right. Come here, little man, if you're going to cry. He's been getting all kinds of trouble. He runs around and tears stuff up. Right? See, you hear that? Is this the new cat or the old cat? This is Cooper cat. Cooper cat. Floyd is much quieter. Okay. But. Uh, I guess I get, should get this out of the way. Uh, welcome to week 960 of the CatCast. CatCast. Crank cat. The crank cat? Crank cat, cat, cat. Here, here, come. here. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't... He's, he's driving Julie crazy. So oh. I'm getting him down here in my office. Fair enough. I didn't go to work today because I'm waiting... My car... Uh, the... I got up to go to, to the studio the other day, and my tire was like flat, flat. Hmm. And I was like, what did I run into that I didn't see last night when I came home? Or who'd you piss off that they decide to slash your tire? Well, that I didn't think was possible because the gate, I have a gate. We have a back uh, lot. It's not that high, though. I've been there. You can climb that. You can't climb that. Sure you could. No, you can't. It's like 13 feet tall. Dude, you're almost like 10 feet tall. You can leave, Coop. Oh. <laughs> oh, Here. This door. Yes, this is what we've come to. <laughs> um, but anyway, the tire was like slashed. It was like had several punctures in it. Oh, wow. So I wasn't kidding. Somebody did slice your tire. Door crying now. You just left. Shut up. Mike has turned into a cat mama. Yeah. Well, I was before. I just Floyd doesn't require so much. Yeah. Um, so slashes, tires. So slashes, and then I thought there was a there looked like what was a nail in the other one, and I was like, "What's going on?" So 
I tried to change the tire, uh, but I didn't have a tire iron. Hmm. So I called AAA, because we have AAA. They came out, and they couldn't get it off. <laughs> wow. And so they called for a tow, and we took it to this place. And I've been waiting for like a... Since yesterday morning. Oh, really? Just for them. Well, I thought it was going to be a tire thing, and then they started adding on stuff. And I was like, I don't want that. I don't want that. But then they're like, well, the struts are bad. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true. Oh, you do live in Chicago. And Julie's like, well, if the struts are bad, you don't want to mess it. I'm like, God damn it. So now it's like this ungodly amount of money. Right. That stuff adds up fast. So I'm waiting on my car, which they, I mean, I called this morning. I was like, nobody's told me when this thing's done. And he's like, I think it'll be done by four. I'm like, okay. It's almost four right now. There's an L stop right by your office. You could just hop the train down. To the, to the car place? To the studio. I could have gone to the studio, yeah, but I'm waiting on my car. Okay. I can do what I need to do here, and I did. And you did. So I finished my, I, I had a little Batman story I was doing. Oh, cool. Um, it's a Batman story with no Batman in it. Alright. It's actually, actually mostly old ladies. Okay. So when you think of Mike Norton, like when you think of old ladies, you call Mike Norton. So it's sort of a Batma story. That, I don't, nobody in this, story is related to Batman in any way other than Batman has probably beat up some of the people. I was, trying to, I was trying to portmanteau grandma with Batman. You know, so yeah, I get it. I get it. Batma. Anyway. Yeah, no bat. Bat. Nothing. <laughs> anyway, I finished it so I was like, well, I'm, I'm just waiting on my car so I'll practice. So I've been trying to practice. I forget what kind of car you got now. It's a Ford Escape. Okay. The, uh, what happened to the element? Did it just bite the dust? No. I just... (coughs) We got Julie a car many, many years ago. And around the same time, you know, the element was getting pretty low in the... long in the tooth, so... We went and I... Found a deal on that, so I got it because I hadn't had a a new newish car in a long time. Right, newish. It was a 2015, so, but it was not that long after 2015 when I got it. So, yeah, I think <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like the newest car I've ever had was still like probably 10 years out of date by the time I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, and I gotta get my car into the shop because it's been doing this thing where the brakes are acting weird. Like, when I come to a stop and it starts getting ready to actually stop, stop, like when it's going pretty slow, the pedal starts, like, kind of kicking back at me. And I don't, it doesn't, oh. do, doesn't do it every time. But it, it's doing it often enough that I'm like, yeah, I should probably get this looked at. And I don't know exactly what it is. Uh, there might be a rough spot in a rotor, or I don't know. You know, it seems to be worse when if I'm braking while turning. 
but hmm. I don't that's know. not. You well, must not go a lot of places. Say what? You must not drive a lot of places. Well, I don't really have to. Like, I mean, I'll, sometimes I'll go like three, four days without getting in my car. If I don't have to, like, go to the grocery or something. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. I, uh, but I gotta put off calling the garage until I, cause it's been a slow couple months, so I, I gotta make sure I got money. In case something like what happened to you happens to me, and they go, well, you also gotta do this, and you gotta do this, and. Yeah. Cause I got a feeling, like right after I bought that car, I had to replace the rear rotors. Uh huh. And I got a feeling probably I got to do that with the front this time. And that's yeah. going to cost a lot, a lot more than just getting brakes. Spiders have set up shop in your engine. Well, possibly, yes. Possibly a raccoon. I don't know. You know, maybe a squirrel or two. As long as I, I don't, as long as I don't get in the way of anything that moves, that's fine. And I, I haven't heard any like yowls when I start the car up, so. <laughs> I, uh, geez. I'm trying to figure out, like you can kind of flub your, um, your quarterly prepayments, right? As long as your you, what? your quarter, like for taxes, your quarterly payments. What about them? You can kind of flub those as long as you work out right by the time you do your taxes next year, right? Flub them? Well, not pay exactly what they want you to pay for your estimate. Oh, I don't know. You know I, I just do what my accountant says now. I'll have to talk to him. I'm, I'm getting my tax stuff together, and it's a bear, because I didn't spend as much on business stuff last year. And yep. It's, it's like, so it's going to wind up net looking like I made more last year than I should have. No. And not that I should have, but... You know, made more than I would have wanted to make for tax reasons. You know what I'm saying? Stress me out a lot when you talk about taxes. My worry right now, though, is that it's because it looks like I made more than I normally would or whatever because of the low spending. I, I'm afraid my quarterlies for this year are going to be, like, abnormally high, and I don't want to pay that. <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm just going to talk to the tax guy. Tax season's stressful. It's not very fun. Well, I said I don't like talking about it. Yeah. You're bugging me. Bugging? I wish you hadn't called now. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Good mm-hmm. segment. I could have just left all this alone and finished up my laundry. Yeah, you suck. You suck. Um, how you doing? Doing all right. It's just it's nothing real exciting has happened. I just I worked this week and stuff. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than that, not a lot really happened to me this week. It's been a slow crank week, Mike. I'm sorry. I, I uh, to enjoy slow weeks. Well, I do know I've got I, I put together a new computer because. I, last time I did, like, I bought parts in 2019 and I put it together at the beginning of the pandemic. And, um, and for some reason, this one that I put together at the beginning of the pandemic is just, there's been little things about it that have never worked right. And I could never zero or, like, 
zero in on what was causing the problems. I think mm-hmm. it has to do with how the video. But I like I I think it has to do with how the video uh, interprets things. The video card, except I've tried different video cards. I've tried changing like system settings and stuff like that, and just I had to accept the fact that okay, I'm just going to have to live with this. But it does weird things like sometimes if I've got, um, if I've had Illustrator open for a while, which is normal for me if I'm working on something, I'll have it open for like days until I get the project done or something. And then I'm playing like say video through a browser like on Amazon or Tubi or something. Sometimes it'll just start freaking out and like parts of the screen will go missing and <laughs> like it just gets weird. It's almost like a crash, like a video crash. But it doesn't take the whole system down. It just everything gets really wonky after that, and I have to reboot. But, hmm. And I I don't know. I ne- like I said, I never could quite figure out what the heck was going on with this thing. So I I finally put together a new computer. I did that like in January, but I still haven't had time to. I got to get the rest of the software on it to get it up to speed to be a working computer again. You know. And uh, I think I'm going to try to get that finished this weekend. That's kind of my weekend goal. Uh-oh. That way, next next week, I can get blazing on this super-fast new computer, which isn't actually... It's blazing hazing? No, that's you, Mike. That's Pothead Mike. No, stop that. <laughs> Denny Blazing Hazen is the average homeboy. What are you saying? This really crappy internet rapper oh. from back in the day. Okay. Blazing Hazen sounds vaguely familiar, but I, I can't place it really. Speaking of uh, rappers, which he's not, I guess he's not really a rapper. I don't really know who Post Malone is, except I've seen him. I've seen him because they, they did some sort of docu-pick on him, like a tour documentary or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and they kept showing advertisements for it, like on Freebie and stuff. So that's, let's like... And then my mom brought him up out of all things the other day. Why? Oh, I know. It was because uh, I think he sung in the Super Bowl. And my, uh, my parents had that reaction like, so there's this guy that comes on. He's got you know, a girl full of metal. And he's all tatted up and stuff. And I, they didn't actually say these words. This is what I'm saying. Um, and, but he, he was like, but he did really good. He sounded good. <laughs> I'm like, okay. It's <laughs> like, oh, my parents know more about Post Malone than I do. <laughs> Um, but they, they released a picture of, uh, Skarsgård as the crow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in the article I was reading, they quoted the, uh, what's the guy that's directing? Is it Villanova? No, that's the guy the dude. Um, uh, I can't remember her, but the director was saying he was going for more of a, like a modern vibe, like he partially based it on Post Malone and stuff, like the guy's look. Interesting. He does have a lot of tattoos. And I was like, I guess that makes sense, right? Because, I mean, you, the movie one was... Well, I don't know if the movie one was necessarily of its time. I guess it was, wasn't it? Ah, yeah. It was. I mean, he was just sort of a gothy dude, but he was sort of... Got, I mean, he was a gothy dude in the comic, too. He was... No, nah, he was He was none more goth in the comic. But that's what James was listening to. Right. Uh, I mean... Uh, the 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 '90s one is much more of like a ministry sort of sort of industrial zombie precursor. Yeah. Um. So 
yeah, when, it, when I read that article, I'm like, well, because my first reaction to the picture was, eh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, sure. But it makes sense because, I mean, that's not my th- time, right? Well, I mean, it's my time, but it's like I'm not the Yeah, user. there's a lot of, I think, yeah, I think a lot of the reasons I probably wouldn't be interested are because of that, yeah. I mean, I mean it kind the crow for me was like a phase. Yeah, it was like a time that I would have been. It's like Wolverine. I was interested in Wolverine at a certain time. Right. So I mean, this—he's yeah. aiming this at like young twenty-somethings, late teens, and or whatever. Yeah, like mid I mean, teens. That's the power of the crow. That's who that appeals to. So, it, like, once I read that, I'm like, oh, it clicked. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, that's yeah, it does make sense. That totally makes sense. I don't makes more sense than Ed Furlong. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I guess I mean it would make more sense than trying to just totally recreate that old goth look again now or whatever because it's that's not as relevant now as it was then. Yeah, I mean goths exist, but they oh, just sure. look twenty-four hour cosplayers. <laughs> I haven't been in a goth situation in a long time. Like, <laughs> I've managed to avoid goth situations. I uh. I don't know if there are goth situations. I don't know if the days of Neo are anymore. Like, I don't really know what they look like anymore. Do they still... I mean, I'm guessing there's still a lot of black and heavy makeup. Yeah. But, like, do they still listen to sort of, like, techno-industrial gothy stuff? They probably listen to all that stuff, yeah. Like, I, I don't know what... I don't even know what modern goth sounds like. I don't know. At this point, if you're into, like, goth kind of stuff, it's almost like it's in the 90s when people got into swing music all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It's like, oh, yeah, we're into goth. It's like, okay. It's a lifestyle, man. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It just, I mean, the further away you get, time-wise, the more it just seems like a an affectation than a lifestyle. I guess you could say that for him. I mean, like, yeah, dress, dressing like a punk or dressing like a cowboy. Yeah, you or can say, a, look for, you know, I was talking to my guitar teacher about a certain famous musician. Jimi Hendrix? No, I'm not going to tell you who it is because okay. it was in confidence. But we were okay. talking about people that live as rock stars, you know, like wear the clothes. Oh, and like 24-7 like, in real life? And never, yeah, never turn it off and stuff. And you're just like, huh. And he was talking about a musician that's like that. But when it got down to it, like, dude, he had never seen a musician that just came in off the street looking like a rock star and you know, didn't spend like 20 minutes trying to get his particular coffee or or water, just sat down, pulled out a guitar, and played everything he needed to play exactly, like first try, that kind of thing. That's impressive. He's like, yeah, he's like, this guy, I mean, he lives this. It's like, it's not, it's not, it's not a costume. <laughs> this is, this is how he gets up and thinks the world is for him. So it's like, he he made it reality. Uh, I, I mean, uh, there's something like respectable about that kind of. You can't straightforward yeah, straightforwardness. You can't disrespect it. Yeah, I mean, it'd be different if the guy was like at McDonald's, like worked at McDonald's and came out of there. All right. 
and was just like, oh, leave me alone. I gotta go home because I smell like hamburgers. And he comes out looking like Robert Smith. You're like, what the fuck? Authenticity. That's the word I'm looking for. Because, like, a lot of times you can tell it's a costume, but some people are, that's authentically what they do. Like, or look like, or whatever, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm authentically a slop, but... Yeah, well, you know, it's that, um... I mean, I've been wearing jeans and t-shirts not, since I was a kid. About being a, it's not about being a slob. It's about knowing who you are. And you, uh, let's say, for instance, uh, it's not just Steve Jobs, but lots of people who just buy the same thing and wear it every day. That's pretty much what I do, yeah. Yeah, same. I mean, Ida can't tell you the last... I was noticing it the other day when I was putting on a shirt that Julia bought me for Christmas, and I was like, buttons? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't do buttons. I haven't done buttons in years. And I, was, I wasn't, like, yelling at her. I was, like, I was just more astounded that I hadn't had a button-down shirt in I don't know how long. You know, in, in, and I've talked about before, I don't look at mirrors, so I don't know what I look like most of the time. And then I get shocked when I was like, holy fuck, my beard's all gray now. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, Here's a life hack for you, though. You can leave most of the buttons buttoned and crawl into it like a T-shirt. That's, you know, that seems uncomfortable, but I bet I could. <laughs> now that I've lost weight, I bet I could do that. Um, yeah, I was but just... anyway, back to the thing. It's like, you if authenticity is like knowing yourself, and if you're comfortable with that, then it doesn't matter when, like, you know, smart asses and jealous people make fun of you like us, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I, I still poke fun at people, but I don't do it. I mean, I always poke fun at stuff, but I have a much better understanding of it now. I still make fun just because I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll see something I think's funny, but I, like, I don't go out of my way to do it. Like, I don't really. Yeah, I don't think I, don't. I care enough about any of that anymore. <laughs> I don't either. I don't. I mean, I used to whenever somebody came out of the studio. You know, I, I would always make fun of. You know, Tim's stupid little tiny hats and stuff like these. Like, he's trying something new. He's wearing a tiny hat. I'm like, eh, whatever. I just make fun of it. I, I did it to Addison the other day. They came in with, uh, they, he's wearing sunglasses and a big, thick ass gold chain. I was like, what the fuck? Are you dropping a rap record next week or something? Nice. Uh... They looked at me like I was like, like, I, I, I <laughs> It's like I was the weirdo. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's the way to do it, I guess. Sure. It's like everybody wears thick gold chains now. I'm like, okay. He didn't say that, but that's what he was acting. I mean, I'm not like anti-fashion. I still do try different things. Yeah, this is and nothing that. about anti-fashion. This is about, you know, you make fun of stuff that makes you uncomfortable when it comes down to it, if you think about it. Probably, yeah. I mean, because there's things like, Definitely a lot of it's like sort of a, man, I couldn't pull that off. Yeah, that's what it is. It all, down, it all comes down to jealousy. It's low-key jealousy. You're kind of like, you're you're always jealous of the people that are doing the thing that you secretly wish you could do. Aside but from, you, would never, you would never let yourself do that. So you're, from, more, you're more making fun of yourself. Well, maybe. I mean, you're making fun of somebody else, too. You're making fun. <laughs> Else. But no, I'm not using it as an excuse. I'm just saying I I know where it comes from. I'm not I'm not delusional. 
I am, I'm trying to think, like, I mean, there was a stint in the 90s where I I wore more cords than jeans, probably. I'm thinking. And occasionally but, I'll, I'll go through a thing where I like to wear button-up shirts. Or I'll wear, like, boots instead of sneakers or something, mm-hmm. Yeah. But by and large, I pretty much stuck to wearing jeans and t-shirts since I was a teenager. The only time I put a suit on is for, like, weddings or funerals. <laughs> I think that's when most people put suits on. Well, no, I guess people do work stuff and have to wear a suit. But sure. I don't think the, the majority of people that work have to wear a suit. And, but the thing is, I do think about it every now and then where I'm like, maybe I should just start wearing suits for a while. <laughs> I think you should. Just, I yeah. think you should wear a suit in your house, like old cartoonists. Yeah, like roll up my white sleeve shirts and get down to work, and then roll them back down and put my jacket on and my hat. And you know, I can't imagine a more annoying thing right now than that. Get dressed up every day. Well, like for instance, I okay. So when I was cleaning up my living room after my house guest left, I um, I rediscovered an old watch I forgot I had. And it's just a simple, like, really old Timex. But it's, like, old school, you got to wind it up every morning Timex, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, um, I don't know, I like it. I like putting it on, like, winding it up and putting it on my wrist in the morning, and you know? Yeah. It's just sort of a thing. And I don't know that I'm going to keep wearing this for years and years and years, but, like, I guess I'm, I've changed my look slightly by wearing this watch now. Look at you. Um... It's you and your watch. You watch person. Yeah, that's me. I haven't worn a watch since the iPhone was invented. <laughs> I'm a watchman. Who watches the watchman, Mike? Your mama. The watch women. Hmm. That was a bit of graffiti. That I've talked about this before. I know I have. Um, going towards downtown Cincinnati, there was a building. Like Whenever we'd go down to go down to the library, like the main branch of the library or something, I'd see it. I think it was off Central Parkway. But there was a building that had a, a just a graffiti on it that said, Who Watches the Watchmen? And underneath it said, The Watch Women. <laughs> and that always stuck in my head. It was like a Benny Hill thing. <sighs> Benny Hill. I'm real annoyed by you right now. Why? I'm just kidding. I mean, express yourself. Use your words, Mike. Uh, no. <laughs> That's a word. <laughs> that is definitely a word. Um, what else did I see? Oh, well, were you aware of the, the, well, even my parents were aware of this, so I'm sure you must be, the, uh, the Wendy's kerfuffle this week. What is the Wendy's kerfuffle? Well, it came out that they, you know, they're switching their menu boards up to a digital thing, which allows them to easy, more easily change items and prices and stuff like that. So it came to light that they were going to do surge pricing like Uber and, and Lyft does. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that nobody liked that. Nobody on the internet liked that at all. No, no, especially, I mean, I think of the people I know who, who frequent Wendy's a lot and they go there specifically because they know exactly how much everything costs. Right. And that's part of, you know, that was something people were saying. Like, why? Why am I going to gamble on where to eat if I don't know how much I'm going to pay for it? Like, yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, I mean, it's should what should be a pretty obvious thing is that you know the internet hated it. Um, so immediately, 
Wendy's like backtrack and said, "Well, we never said that, but they did say that." Like, but they were like, "We didn't say that. We were we don't we don't intend to use surge pricing." What we were saying was we might lower the prices during low demand times. And I was like, what? This big, like, double talky gaslighty thing. <laughs> you know? um, but yes, yeah, so that was kind of a funny bit of news this week, I thought. Like, mm-hmm. Obviously, you- since, since I don't have anything to talk about, I'm talking about current events. Yeah, I've seen that. I was like, you said you didn't have anything to talk about. It's like you haven't stopped talking. Well, we're not a current events show, so I didn't necessarily want to fill the whole thing with current events stuff. You know? <laughs> that's very interesting. You're uh, very interesting. I, uh, that's just, you know, that's like, you know, I don't know. Um, I've watched some, like, music-related bio things recently. No. I watched, there was, um, I think it's on Tubi. There's, uh, it came out a bunch of years ago, but it was like a two-part biopic on NXS. Oh, really? I haven't seen that. So it's not, not like a straight biography. It's a biopic, so it's got actors and playing the parts of the band and all that jazz. Oh, it's a biopic? Yeah, but it still kind of tells the story of NXS, but apparently, like most biopics, it, it's not. sometimes the timeline's wonky and not all the facts are facts. I like biopics because of the needless melodrama. Yeah, but this one was actually, uh, this was pretty good, I thought. I enjoyed it. So what is it? It's mostly about the Ferris brothers then, right? Well, it is, and, you know, obviously it's about Hutchins, too. Like, Well, yeah, I mean, he, he's, but, I mean, it, it was their band first, right? Right. Or was Hutchins there from the beginning? Well, I mean, Hutchins was there, like, they had a band, but it was like a school band kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The brothers mm-hmm. both played, and one of the brothers made friends with Hutchins and saw that he was writing poems and, you know, told him to start singing the mm. singing the poems over the music or whatever. Mm-hmm. At least according to this thing I'm reading, I, you know, I don't or not reading, but this thing I've watched. So who knows? I mean, it might not be 100 percent correct. And again, with the timeline and stuff. But um, yeah. So that they they met in school basically, and then in excess came out of. Well, actually, they weren't even in excess until they decided to all pile into a van and actually start touring to make one last ditch attempt at being a bit like a real band kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And then they came up with the name later because they were called, I don't remember what they were called before that. It was something not very memorable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and it, I mean, it was pretty good. You know, uh, According to this biopic, they heavily lean on accidental death, not by um, masturbatory strangula- strangulation. Mm-hmm. It was like an accidental uh, overdose kind of thing, I think. Mm-hmm. That led to complications. Yeah. So, um, but, it, you know, and it was kind of cool just, I don't know, because some NXS stuff I like and some I don't. I think the weird thing for me about NXS in the 80s was I was just, um, I heard them too much. Yeah, I mean, that'll do it, right? I mean, I was really into NXS. I really liked them a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I didn't like them so much until I later I heard, like, earlier NXS, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I hadn't heard this before kind of thing. Yeah. They were around around the time that I was... I mean, they were part of my, like, the stuff I really liked to listen to when I started playing guitar. You're like New Wave Odyssey? Yeah, and I remember listening to them and and going, oh, I can play this, and I'd play it, 
And then I'd be like, why does it not sound like it? And I was like, oh, because there's two other guitarists in this band playing different things at the same time. Oh, plus they would do, like, extra overdubs and stuff. That, that was one of the things yeah, I got to see. But, yeah, they were, like, they were a three-guitar band, and they they didn't do, like, I mean, they have riffs and stuff, but, I mean, there's nothing that carries the song, really. It's like, there's a lot of stuff going on. And it was mostly written by the one brother. Kirk? Um, the Glasses? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Glasses guy is the musician of the group. But, like, he that's, actually wrote, like, most... That's, wait, the brother? It was the brother? Yeah, one of the brothers. Okay. Then that would have been... Because uh, Kirk is not one of the brothers. Like, up to a certain point, I think they all contributed. But then, when that first album that went really big, went really big, mm-hmm. the, the label said, well, let's let Hutchins and, and the one brother write the, everything for the next album so we can try to recreate this lightning in a bottle. Well, that must have been, like, Tim, Tim Ferris. So they, um, at that point, then, you know, Hutchins would write all the stuff, all the, all the lyrics and that, and the vocal melodies, and then um, the Fer- whichever Ferris that was, um, handled all the music, like, so... So yeah, I, I did. I, I did. There's Tim, Andrew, and then the the drummer. I don't remember. Yeah. But I did learn some stuff from watching this thing. So. Mm-hmm. And I, I also watched the, that Queen biopic from a couple of years ago. Yeah, I wasn't interested in it. It's not terrible, but uh, their timeline is way off in that, that movie. Yeah, yeah, it looked like they were going out of their way. It feels like. I, I feel like that Freddie Mercury's life would have been dramatic enough that they wouldn't have to make up stuff, but it, everything I saw from that movie made my eyes roll. Just, yeah, like stuff, they had songs that weren't, that like weren't released, or that were released earlier, that they were acting like were released later, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It was really weird, but I mean, as far as just being an inter- entertainment kind of movie, it was alright, I thought. Um, and then I watched, there was a documentary, an actual documentary, um, on Tubi, I think, as well. Uh, but it was about The Damned, the band The Damned. Oh, I haven't seen that. It was pretty good. I like it. I mean, I, I really like The Damned, so. You don't? I do. Oh, I re- they are a weird band to describe to people because they changed a lot from album to album. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of hard to like. How do you recommend that? Like speaking of goth, yeah. Which is weird because sometimes they were and sometimes they weren't. Well, I mean, I think that was mostly just the singer, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like he was always had that vampire thing going. Yeah. But like musically, like some of them, like well, this, you know, this obviously doesn't sound very gothy. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But here's a hot take for you. I think, and I like both of these bands. But I like the Damned better than I like the Misfits, as far as that early punky coffee thing. Is that a hot take? That might be a hot take. I don't know. <laughs> One's better than the other. <laughs> that's not, I don't think that's a hot take. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I just the Damned. I think were, it's pretty easy to say that the that the uh, the Damned had better songs. The Damned were more interesting musically because of yeah. the, their very they varied a, a whole lot, you know. Huh. The Misfits kind of had one thing going, and then the Misfits had great songs. Don't get me wrong. I like the Misfits a lot. But I, I just think the Damned are more interesting. Well, and I, I don't know. I'm, when I say the Misfits, I don't even think about the new new Misfits, newer generation. 
the one that's been around like since the nineties or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm always referring to that first Danzig incarnation when I say the Misfits. Mm-hmm. But so maybe that's not fair because that was pretty early on in Misfits. That that incarnation of the Misfits had a fairly short career. So that's all the We Are the World documentary. We are the world. The that Just documentary about We Are the World. The benefit thing. Yeah. Oh wow! How was that? It's pretty interesting. It's very. It's cool to see. <laughs> certain parts like Al Jarreau was drunk. Oh yeah. And uh uh Bob Dylan didn't know what he was what to do. He's basically like, Why am I here? <laughs> I don't know what to sing to this. And 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 Stevie Wonder takes him aside and sings to him as Bob Dylan, like doing an impression of him to show him what he basically teaching Bob Dylan how to t- sing like Bob Dylan. Huh. And I thought that was amazing. I, yeah, I mean, I, I guess getting that many diverse musicians together, it's like herding cats, I would guess, you know. Mm-hmm. There were bound to be weird things going on. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. I didn't think it would be, but it was. Huh. Um, I also got around to watching that Mortal Engines movie version. Okay, it's really different from the book. I never read the book. Uh, no reason you should. Really, it's it's actually a YA book. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem very. Um, I mean, okay. it's a good it's a good YA book, but this is one of those weird cases where I, a lot of the changes, though, I can see made it be a better movie than it would if they would have just adhered really strictly to the book. Because, mm-hmm. like, in the book, the one of the, the main characters, her face is, like, she looks like a monster. They they constantly refer to her in the book as being ugly and scary and, you know, like... Oh, really? And she just has a scar in the Yeah, like, book. in the movie, it's just a really bad scar that after a while, you kind of stop noticing. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think she was a stronger character in the movie than she was in the book. Mm. Like, more together and kind of like go get them kind of thing. Well, I mean, she's pretty go get them in the book, too, but like, she just seems like a stronger character in the movie to me. And like, some of the other changes, like, you know, I, they combined characters or like slightly changed characters, which, I mean, it makes sense when you're trying to fit something in the scope of that first book, which is actually a pretty short book. It's only 200 and. 30-something pages, I think. But it's still a lot happens in it. And trying to fit that into, like, even a two-hour and change movie or whatever. you got to make compromises here and there. So I get that. But at the same time, though, that movie kind of had its own story problems and scripting problems. It wasn't as good of a movie as it could have been. But I do think... I tell you what, you know what's not as not a good movie? What's that? It's Aquaman two. Haven't seen it. I, I just started it last night. I couldn't finish it. Mm. That's weird because I like the first one. Yeah, the first one's okay. This one's just I don't get it. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think, of like I don't know. Still working my way through the OG Doctor Who's. He's on the desk now. <laughs> a f- weird thing, okay, so I remember liking Colin Baker, which was the 
Stop it! Yeah, he had the blonde curly hair. Um, I think yes. he was the sixth Doctor. Yes. Um, I remember liking him when I was a kid and I watched him. But watching it now, I'm like, oh, he's terrible. <laughs> and I I don't think it's the uh, Colin Baker's fault. Like, I mean, the character's terrible. Mm-hmm. He's very, uh, like, has this real antagonistic relationship with his companion. And he's just a dick all the time. <laughs> And I read up on that, and apparently there was a bunch of stuff going on with the BBC and uh, Jonathan Nathan Turner, who was the showrunner at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, they were trying to do something dark with him, but they they gave him this weird, colorful rag ragamuffin kind of costume, mm-hmm. like a patchwork, all different colors kind of thing, which was weird. Yeah, I remember it. It looks goofy. Yeah, and, but he was supposed to be a darker character that during his arc would then lighten up, sort of like um. Oh, what's his name? Tenant's run or something. You know, I, I guess that was kind of reverse with Tenant. Well, Tenant was always kind of a tragic character. But um, so but they they didn't get to do that, and somewhere between the and plus they started him at the end of Peter Davison's uh, season instead of breaking clean and starting a new season with him. He came in while that old season was still running, which was kind of weird. And then his first full season, they switched from doing twenty four minute episodes to doing 45 minute episodes so like a whole bunch of stuff was changing right then and apparently so the, the Doctor Who in, my, in general if you ask me is that the fucking episodes are way too long yeah I guess I don't know I mean some 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 seasons are better than others um, but yeah so they just a whole bunch of screwy shit in there and apparently the, the head of the BBC like had it in for the program anyway he just thought it was past its time and out of date um, he wanted it canned, so they put it up against Coronation Street, which was like a super popular show at the time. Mm-hmm. And that that was part of what hurt it. There was a big gap in between uh, seasons during his run, like eighteen months or something like that. Um, so just a whole bunch of stuff, and and yeah, and the writing just wasn't very good for a lot of it. But um, yeah, so I don't know. It was just it's. My point, though, in bringing all that up is that I, I just thought it was weird because I, I remember liking him when I was younger. And I don't really see how now because I'm like, ah. We all like weird things that aren't as good as we remember them. And I flipped on Sylvester McCoy, the doctor that came after him. I didn't like him when I was a kid, but I liked him better now as an adult. When I, I Last time I saw his stuff was like 10 years ago or something, but yeah. You don't say. Stop it, you little terror. You're a monster. I'm sorry I brought you into this house. <laughs> My parents used to tell me that. Mm-hmm. Well, they were right, too. Yeah. My mom told me once when I was a teenager, she's like, I love you. I don't like you very much. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, but, you know, I it was fair for her to say that at that point in time. <laughs> I was kind of a dick as a kid, so, you know. Kind of a dick now. I try not to be. You are. Apologize. Fine, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry if your feelings were hurt. Mm-hmm. That's a kind of, you know, that's a non-apology. You see. Oh, I know. I'm laying it all on you, because obviously, you know, 
you're damaged if it bothered you. Mm. Yeah. Alright, so anyway, I don't know, man. Now it says my car will be ready around 6, which is when the place closes. That's a, some bullshit. You can't do that. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll just have to get there at 5.55. I'm mad. You are mad. I'm not mad. You're going slightly mad. Well, Here I am, bringing it back to Queen again. Now Floyd is out there crying. God damn. How does Julie deal with this every day? You are a cat mama. A cat mama would be happy about this. This is annoying. It's like you're dealing with little children. It is like that. It it seriously is like that. <laughs> like, how do you have time to do this? I've got things to do. Yeah, you do. Just uh, to learn to get better at my chosen instrument, and these fools won't let me. Just string a clothesline up outside, and you know, put them on a collar, and and let them roam around on the clothesline. He keeps batting my picks around. Leave it alone. Oh man, it's gone off the rails. Do we need an intervention? Is that what's going on here? You, if you want to intervene him, yeah, but you're not going to get very far. He's not going to. He's not going to listen to you. No, I'm, I'm saying, do I need to call like animal protection or something services? I mean, that ain't going to help either. I'm going to kill them before they get here. Ooh, you shouldn't say that in public. Or what? Well, there's evidence now. You ain't got to do nothing. All you people listening, this is like an episode of Cops. <laughs> you ain't got to do nothing. You want to rewatch uh, Heroes with me? No. Okay. Nothing I would like less. All right. That's we okay. were really excited about that show, though, weren't we? We dug it. Yeah. Until we didn't. And then we still kept watching it. Yeah. I never finished it, though, so I don't know how it ended. I don't know if I did. I can't remember if I did or not. I, actually, I, don't, I don't know if it did end. There was a whole new one I missed, too, that had yeah. some of the characters from the old one. Yeah. But a bunch of new ones, too? I don't know. I, I keep seeing it sometimes. Like Sometimes it'll pop up on Prime or something as a wreck. But... uh. I actually have started watching Heroes again. Because <laughs> I was curious. Nobody is surprised. I was just curious. You know, it's, it's a really grainy show. Like the film or whatever. Mm. Or the digital. It's probably digital grain. I don't know, but it's, it's really grainy. It's weird. I found some older shows were like that. Uh-huh. He's got lots to say. That's a that's a querulous sort of cry. He, yeah, it is. He's going around just asking all kinds of questions like an annoying little kid. Yeah. What do you want? What do you want, you little monster? Why? Why? I give you hugs and kisses and all you do is cry and whine. It's like having a real kid. Man. Kind of embarrassing. Now he's getting annoyed by me grabbing him. Oh, now you're upset. Oh, now you're mad. You're so mad. Get out of my room. 
Shut up! Don't you talk to me like that. Get out. Okay, so Come in. I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. You want an employee? I did not foresee this happening. Uh, yeah, so I got to tell. Yeah. Going to be killing those cats tonight. Yeah, well, you know. So I didn't practice the stuff I really wanted to practice, which was uh, I'm trying to learn how to uh, play guitar. I thought that was what you've been doing for a while. No, I mean, like, be able to play, like, improvise, just make up stuff as I'm playing. Oh, okay. And uh, Which, I mean, I know the basics of it, but... Knowing how it works and then sitting there and applying it are two different things. Gotcha. So I'm just not practicing it. The old, that, that's one of the things that you only get better be, by doing it, and I'm not doing it enough. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely need to practice it. I mean, it's like you can gain a lot of ground by going over scales and chord shapes and stuff and, and to the point where you've got, like, muzzle memory for it so you don't have to think about it. Yeah. Um, but after a while, you got to start applying that to just random stuff, like whatever you're thinking about playing, playing. Yeah, so it's it's not easy, and I think I put it off because it's not easy, and I would rather do something that makes me feel good rather than something that uh, intimidates and scares me. Sure. So I, I found myself uh, drawing a lot more, like when I'm in these little times. Like I'll come down here and I'll just... I like the the routine of working while something's playing because, you know, I know that I'll get something done that I don't hate. Right. That makes sense. But, Are you just drawing for fun? No, it's never for fun. I never draw anything for fun. Well, I mean, the stuff, the stuff that I... I mean, I'll draw because I think it's fun or funny, but I never do it just to, like... Oh, this is what I wanted to draw. It's like I'll use this later on, or I'll do something with this, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I mean, that's stuff like, like whether you use it or not. Like, like okay, take that hanker thing from last year. Yes, that's the kind of stuff. That I mean, I, yeah. Whether you use it or not, you still kind of just did it for fun, right? Like. Yes. You had an idea. And you did it for it. fun, but the I, the ultimate goal was I'm going to make a T-shirt. Right. So it's not necessarily for fun. It's more of a, I but, gave myself a project to do, which, you know, is my problem. I turn everything into a job. Well, I mean, that's, you know, I don't, I'm just, I'm trying to differentiate you doing something of your own volition just for the shits and giggles as opposed to somebody giving you an assignment, you know, if that makes any sense. I mean, the only difference is that I gave myself the assignment. Right, but uh, essentially it was still just for shits and giggles. You just put it on a t-shirt. Yes, but all the stress of like getting it done by a certain time and everything is still there. It's not like like I made. I was like, I gotta have this done by blah 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 because then I will have like real work and you know that kind of stuff. So it's not like it's fun. Oh, okay. You know what I mean. 
Like, uh, like when I do the bad movies during October. Okay. That should be fun, but it's not because I've made it a job. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Speaking of which, which, I need to make a new pug print for this year, and I can't think of an interesting pug print. And Julie's, what? Are you doing pug fest again? I am thinking about it. Yes. Okay. So I need to have a new pug print, and I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. I mean, at this point, I'm not even really the pug guy anymore, am I? I don't. I haven't had dogs for years. And you haven't really done a pug thing in a while. No. So I guess maybe you're not the pug guy anymore. I guess not. Wow. Who am I? You're the pot guy now. I am not. You keep talking about it more than me. (laughs) Just because I never saw it coming. (laughs) Shut up, WWE. Yeah, wrestling crank and pothead Mike. Who are we now? I would prefer not to be called pothead. Uh, okay, Mike twenty. Stop it. Uh, Blazing Norton. No, stop it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh. uh... Well, you were talking about new pug print. Then we were, yeah. Then we so, got existential about uh, who we are. And Julie is no help, and I think she does it on purpose, because she's like, how about doing a Mandy Patinkin pug? And I'm like, shut up. Get out of here. Mandy Pugtinkin? Um, so I don't know. I don't know, what, uh, the, I don't know what the kids are clamoring for. Uh, how about a crow pug? Yeah, yeah, I should do that. And, uh. Post Malone version, right? Say what? Post Malone version. You could do a couple of them, all hanging out together. You know, the different versions of the crow, I guess. I don't know. Uh, what else? Well, they, they dropped a, a new Tron. You could do a Tron pug. Tron Pug is not a bad idea, but I don't see people clamoring for Tron. Yeah, well, it depends on how the movie does, I guess. What do you mean, how the movie does? The movie already came out. This new one? There's a new one? Yeah. There's not a new one. The third one? Yeah. No. They dropped a teaser for it this week. No. No. A teaser image for it this week. No. Yeah. You're lying. No. It's uh, but it's it's got people wondering what's going on because it's it's a it's a red character on the grid. Oh shit, bad guys! And uh, if you zoom in on on part of his the back of it, you know where the uh, the disc gets held on the back of his costume, mm-hmm. it's um, it says uh, oh, the bad guy from the first movie that steals Flynn's ideas. Sark. Well, it's the the real world character that Sark was. His last oh. name. He was just basically an avatar for Sark. But um, he was the guy that stole the stuff. Anyway, that company that the bad guy started after Flynn got him booted out of Encom. Yeah. Um, that's that company logo is on that red character's costume. I can't remember what the name is off the top of my head. But um, 
and I actually I don't know if that's coming out this year or next year, but I think production's done on it. I have not heard of this. That I mean, it shows you how up to date with things I have been. I just I got a newsfeed reader, so I see a lot of headlines, and if something catches my eye, I take a closer look at it. And it's I my news feeds are from like slash dot not slash dot but um Gizmodo and stuff like that. So I I catch a lot of this entertainment stuff. Um, let's see what else. Uh, they also dropped a teaser. It's a really dumb teaser, but it's a teaser of the Superman costume. Oh really? For the new movie, and the new movie's just going to be called Superman now. Okay. But it's it looks like they're using the dark muted colors again. Hmm. I was going to say you could do it like a dark Superman pug, pug thing. I'm not doing a Superman. Okay. I've got, I've got a Superman. I know. I was, you know, an, an updated Superman. I don't know, whatever. You know. What else is uh, recent? I don't know, man. You don't know me. You could do a Bitcoin pug. No, stop it. See, you're doing what Julie does. It's like, this is silly, and you know it's silly. <laughs> Elon Pugmusk? Stop it! If you're not going to help me, then just shut the fuck up! Have you ever done a Franken-Pug? See, that's more like it. I thought about Universal Monsters, yes. Yeah. But I didn't know how... Um, I mean, that would work better if it was closer to Halloween. Sure, yeah. Um... I mean, some some segment of people are always going to like monsters, no matter what time of year it is. But mm-hmm. I think overall sales on something like that would go better closer to Halloween. Uh, Halloween, something like that. Yes. How about a uh, like a fairy pug? Mm. People like fairies. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, it, not a specific fairy, just fairies in general. I'm just thinking the wings and stuff. You know, I don't know, man. Another thing is, I gotta kind of be into it. You know, I can't. I'm not just gonna do something just for pandering. You know. Right. Have you done a Puggy Potter? No, because I'm not in the Harry Potter. But people are in general still. I know, but I, like I said, that that's the other part of it, is that I kind of have to be interested in it. All right. I don't know. We have to be authentic, remember? Authentic to ourselves. Just do some, like, metal pugs, like deal pug or something. I've thought about that, too, but I again, I don't know how uh, popular that would be. Right, right. Well, again, yeah, that would only be really appealing to a segment of the population. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you could do like a Pug Malone. Yeah. No, stupid! I'm gonna plug your Malone. I can't tell if you're yelling at me or the cat. You, the cat's outside. Okay. Oh. You're so weird. I know. Don't, don't make this weird, Mike. It's too bad. So sad. <clears throat> um. I don't know, man. If I think of anything, I'll I'll shoot it your way. Thank you. Have you done cowboy pug? Just a generic cowboy? No, well, I'm not thinking like Clint Eastwood, he cowboy. Yeah. I don't see that. The good, the bad, and the pugly? That's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, I don't, again, I don't know how wide of an appeal that it is, but people would get it. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, well, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> did we have any email? Uh, let me look. I don't think we did. We just got a comment on uh, the website about... Uh, um, I think the last show or something. Uh, David D. wrote, dropping a note to say, I've been missing the Crankcast. No worries if you decided that was it. I am grateful we had it for as long as we did, but hoping after a rest or refresh it might be back. Hope you both have been well, and thanks again for the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. This will be the second. We were worried, too. Say what? We were worried, too. Well, this will be the second week in a row that we're back. Which is, yes. compared to the past, you know, six months, that's it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, we got to at least make it to, you know, October 25. You know? I hear you. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, we're so close. It'd be dumb to not, not do it now. Speaking of giving myself jobs, it, it's a lot like those Mike's movies where I'm like, I'm almost at 500, but I just don't feel like writing anymore. <laughs> right. Um. I would do more bad movie pugs, but it's like, I don't think anybody wants a Megaforce pug. Well, maybe they do. I mean, a pug and a bandana? No kids know what Megaforce is, though. No, they won't. I mean, and again, I don't, you know, you're kind of fighting against yourself a little bit because you got to go, you, you want to go sort of current so people get it. Yeah. But you've got to find something current that you actually are interested in. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I mean, you could do a Ghostbusters pug. You still like Ghostbusters. Oh, I, I haven't done a Ghostbusters pug. I'm going to do a Ghostbusters pug. That's a good one. How have I not done a Ghostbusters pug? Because... Uh, the only reason, well, I mean, aside from the past movie, the most recent movie, you didn't really, li- you didn't really like the newer Ghostbuster stuff. That's true. That's true. I will do a Ghostbusters pug. That's a good one. See, uh, that is something that I am into and that I think people would like. Yes. Oh, I don't know how you do it. Dune pug. Dune pug. Like, uh, Not, you know. Yeah, Dune pug's pretty good idea. Yeah. The, uh, what's the, dang it. I can't remember. Ba Sahid? What, what the hell is his name? Oh, uh, what's Paul the, Atreides. Well, it's Paul Atreides, he's, but the Freeman have a name. His, that's it, the Kwisatz Haderach. So, Kwisatz Putterach. Pugger. Something like that. Hatterpug? No, that's not. I mean, the the family dog in the Lynch movie was a pug, so it makes sense. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So like a the, pug, a pug in a still suit or something. I know that because every time, if you if you search Battle Pug, my comic in that picture of, of Patrick Stewart holding the pug while he's fighting <laughs> is always comes up. Um. So apparently, I haven't seen. Is that released yet? The second Dune, the new Dune, just came out. My 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 friend Mike V actually told me he saw it last night, and it was really good. I guess, and I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, because I haven't seen it. I but I saw like a, you know, an article about it. 
where I guess it ends in such a way that it's not necessarily, it's sort of cliffhangery. Like there's going to be a third one or something like that. Mm. Which I'm like, really? <laughs> Three movies for that? Okay. I, uh, well, I mean, they do all continue, right? Well, yeah, but in the other books, like, I don't know. If, I'm not clear on whether the second movie is the ending of the first book or not. You know? Well, if the if the emperor and the princess are in it, then that sounds like the end. If he's fighting Fade, then yeah. Maybe? I don't know. I, like I said, I haven't seen it. Though. The Doom books get really weird. They do. They really do. Like, at some point, I think this is in Chapter House, Doom? Like, uh, Paul Atreides is a, becomes a giant worm? Yep. He becomes one of the worms. And then, but and he's the bad guy at that point. Like, and there's people or fighting against him. He doesn't become one of the worms. Does he become one of the worms? Or does his son become one of the worms? I think he becomes one of the worms. I he, thought it was he becomes. Son. Maybe that was God Emperor of Dune. I think it was his son that becomes a worm. Like he becomes one with the spice, and it makes him into a worm. But he becomes like whatever you know, Emperor of the I think universe. Paul just dies. Because he comes back as a clone, doesn't he? That's hard. I, yeah, I don't know, because a bunch of people keep coming back as clones. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, haven't, yeah, I haven't read the books. Duncan does. Duncan comes back a lot. I think Gurney does, too, doesn't he, at some point? Or maybe it's Gurney. I, I, Duncan, Duncan definitely does, because he's the, yeah. the weapons master or whatever. Yeah. But he beca- also becomes... And then they're a, like different characters because they have different personalities now and stuff, that kind of thing. Well, and I think maybe it's Duncan becomes a Mentat at some point, too. I don't... It's I, I haven't read them in long enough that it's all, all kind of fuzzy together. Yeah. I just think of that, that show The Middle and the kid that likes the Planet Nowhere books. <laughs> it just reminds me of those. <laughs> it like, just sounds like some ridiculous, long story science fiction kind of uh, series that, you know... It is really weird, man. I, mm-hmm. I do remember that much about it. Uh, really weird with a heavy salting of politics kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. So you could do a Doom Pug, is what I'm saying. My Ghostbusters and Doom, those are good ideas. There you go. See, I knew you wouldn't fail me. Well, just if you throw enough stuff out there, eventually something works. Um. Yeah, Y two K is really in right now with the kids, so you could do a Y two K pug. <laughs> I don't know what that entails. <laughs> Why is Y two K a thing? Well, you got to figure. I mean, that's thirty years ago. That's about it's like right. people like that weird. I don't like the nostalgia not, stuff. Not thirty years ago. I guess it's twenty five. Now that nostalgia isn't in my favor, I don't like nostalgia. <laughs> it. Uh, I'm just. I don't. I, I don't know if it's stuff. Well, I guess it is stuff because CDs are coming back too. Well, Julie's watching this TV show and it takes place during all of that Y2K and stuff. The weird thing is, is I don't know. To me, just prior to 2000 was more interesting than just post 2000. 
Oh, absolutely. Like, but even then, it was like the most boring time of my life. Like, 98 and 99, things were like, clothing was real shiny and stuff, and there was a lot of interesting things going on. And that carried over into the next couple of years, but somewhat. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna start dressing in suits and playing ska. It's about time. I mean, I'm going to make fun of you. That's fine. As long as you dance. Oh, okay. I can't guarantee that. All right, got to go and get ready to get my car. That's fine. i got to eat dinner. All right. Well, this is the end uh, Mm -hmm. of the show this week. This is it. Not forever, though, hopefully. This is it, David D. (laughs) Ah. I guess, yeah, you can reach us at crankcast.com, crankcastgmail.com, Mike's website is iamike.com, there's battlepug.com, uh, look for, I don't know, uh, crowpug? What do we, what do we say? <laughs> Doonpug? Ghostbusters pug? Maybe Ghostbusters pug, maybe Doonpug. Yeah, look for, look for those coming up in the future. And, uh, have a good weekend, and, you know, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, we love you.